Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is graffiti. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so while I was off visiting family in the Midwest, the church, the physical church, mm-hmm. had some excitement. For those that aren't aware of what happened, what happened? Sometime within the last couple of weeks, an individual came to the physical property on our, at our building, came up to the porch, which is a covered area, and on our front metal doors which is the important part, is that these doors are actually made of metal. They're copper with uh, an aged patina on them because they are natural copper. And spray-painted, a very fine mist of white spray paint, and over the top of that, spray-painted two biblical citations as graffiti, taking up about a third of one of the doors and crossing over onto the doorframe as well. Yeah, these are not small bits of graffiti, are they? (laughs) No, it's not small. And when I first saw it, when I was first told about it, I was, of course, anxious and concerned and wondering, like, okay, I'm going to look up these biblical passages and they're probably going to be some kind of Bible bullet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was expecting Bible bullet. I was expecting something really hateful and mean. They're not... That's fascinating to me. It's so bizarre. Like when when I looked them up and start reading them and start pondering with them, we're all like, oh, oh, so are you, I, it makes no sense. It just makes no no sense. (laughs) So let's, let's start there. What are the passages that were spray painted? The two passages are Luke 15, the entire chapter. And Galatians 3.28. Okay. So the first one will we'll say Galatians 3.28 because that's a single verse. From the NRSV reads, There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. Which kind of goes hand in hand with the old rainbow flag that is not far from where the graffiti is on the church. (laughs) Yep. It's hard to be mad at that. But why did you have to use spray paint? (laughs) And why on the metal doors? (laughs) The other is Luke 15. So Luke 15 is a chapter of parables. It's the story of the woman who loses a coin and searches for it, the story of the lost sheep, the one that is missing out of the 100, and it's the story of the generous parent, otherwise known as the prodigal son, and the angry brother's response Mm -hmm. to this generous, loving parent who welcomes home this child that has been lost and is now found. So... Those are the passages that were sprayed on the doors. So we can't tell if this was someone who was angry at Christianity as a whole Uh and was trying to call Christianity as a whole to digging deeper into these passages and learning more. We can't tell if this was an affirmation of the ministries of this particular congregation 
no idea whatsoever. What we do know is that these are on the copper doors. (laughs) Sure. And the last time that we had a quote to clean and restore these copper doors, it was $25,000. Oh, wow. And so in the first days of having this graffiti, the initial response was get it cleaned up and get it cleaned off. But our Even concern... Even though the graffiti itself was not harmful necessarily? The concern is that it will encourage more graffiti on the doors. Sure. Full disclosure, I used to work in that area and a couple of restaurants nearby often get tagged just ruthlessly and routinely. And even the store that I worked at had been tagged. That was always the persistent fear of if you don't stay on top of it, you're just encouraging an entire graffiti wall. Right. And we have great big giant brick walls right there. And we have been tagged before. The thing with the brick is that it's pretty easy to get cleaned up. We just contact a cleaner. They come, they take it down usually within 24 to 48 hours. Pre-COVID, it probably would be a little bit longer now. But the challenge with this is that with it being on the copper, your regular normal solvents and cleaners could actually damage the copper more. Mm Mm-hmm. And considering that we're already having a challenge with how to get those doors cleaned from decades-old graffiti, because more than a decade ago, there was graffiti sprayed on there with, like, upside-down crosses and other harmful imagery. Oh, sure. And that was cleaned off. And so when you look at our doors, you can see some areas where there's, like, a round patch where the patina looks different. And it's because it was cleaned in a way that wasn't necessarily the best for the door. And so instead of kind of trying to clean this up quickly and just to get it down, we have decided that we are going to leave it until we figure out how to clean it safely and reasonably with the financial resources that we have and to let it be a place of conversation, to open it up and dig into these passages as a congregation, as an invitation from our neighborhood. This is a chance for us as a congregation to ponder these verses. And then as a neighborhood, open the conversation up and wonder what did these passages that someone felt strongly enough to place in our neighborhood on display, what do they mean for us as a community? What was the initial reaction? I saw some of it because I caught it on social media when I was traveling, and I really appreciated how you were treating that whole issue more as a chance for dialogue and learning than just anger and outrage. I think the initial response from several people is disappointment and sadness. Well, sure. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Right, that this would happen. And I think partially because we've been able to stay on top of graffiti in the past. So, for example, the first time that we were tagged when I was here, it was on Christmas Eve, maybe. And they did it on our signs right above the rainbow sign. Mm -hmm. And I found the paint in the basement and went out and had it painted and fixed before anybody knew of it. And so... It hasn't been something that has stayed around very much. 
last summer, not this year's summer, but summer before when we had our Black Lives Matter conversation porch out front, when symbology, hate symbology would be added on the sidewalk chalk, it would get caught, we would see it, and we would spray it down and clear the sidewalk chalk and we'd start over. So those kinds of messages, normally we can catch them pretty quickly. This one we can't, Mm -hmm. not in good faith with knowing that we're trying to maintain what we have as best we are able, because again, we're a historic building. So we can't necessarily take these doors down and replace them with something else. We have to get permission and we have to petition for that from the historical society and There's a lot of work that goes into it. And so we're just trying to make the best of what we got and pouring $25,000 into copper doors right now when there are so many people needing food and shelter and basic necessities. Yeah. For our congregation doesn't feel like the kind of responsibility that we want to have for our overall community. So we're going to take our time. Yeah, especially since it isn't upside down crosses and Nazi symbols and that kind of thing. Exactly. It's an opportunity. And so by seeing it that way, by entering into it in that manner, members of the congregation are more willing to listen and wonder along with us. And we're finding out what it's going to mean. And I have not done as great a job the last two weeks of highlighting it and having the conversation. We did get like a billboard out right away before Mm -hmm. Sunday morning occurred. So the week that it happened, it happened sometime between Sunday morning and Tuesday morning. And we did get a billboard out with a short message that this was going to stay, that we will be having conversation and creating an interactive space on our porch around this that we're hoping perhaps to create some kind of community art project based on this, and then an encouragement to reflect on the scriptures. And then we posted the two scriptures in full. Excellent. And that has been on the front porch alongside of the graffiti ever since, night and day. Have you heard from either, I know there are a couple of other churches in the area, have you heard from anybody else anything about it? Either. Good, bad, or ugly? No, we have had an email come in with some kind of interest in perhaps joining in the conversation and helping with the art. I know that the Derby crew, when I posted this on my Facebook page with a little bit of, ah, kind of a feeling to (laughs) Uh it, um, my Derby crew were some of the first to say, hey, why not make this conversation? Why not see what happens when you open this up? Why not leave it? And they were, you know, some to offer if you want some help with making a community space totally in for it. Have you talked to more people about the passages that were called out specifically? Have you had any dialogue with anybody about that? Well, our staff actually had a retreat that Friday. Okay. We had our quarterly retreat and we were on site And so we went out to the front porch as our grounding, our spiritual grounding for our retreat and pondered them, listened to them, pondered what it said, looked at the graffiti, pondered what we could do with it and let it kind of be the base of of some of our wonderings for that day. And the staff is so excited about the potentials of where this could go. It's really awesome. And 
this weekend, of course, is Reformation Sunday. Mm-hmm. And something got tagged on a door a long time ago. It was changed. not lost on me <laughs> that this was tagged on the front of a church door. Uh-huh. And so these will actually be the readings for us for this Sunday, for this Reformation year, instead of the normal Reformation readings. If memory serves, when we had our conversation about Martin Luther and the 95 Theses, the church door used to be sort of a bulletin board, right? Yeah, like a community place to post things. Mm-hmm. It's kind of gone back to that unwittingly and unwillingly. <laughs> Which isn't a terrible thing, except that they're copper and so expensive. <laughs> well... There's also an argument to be said about aging and copper and patina. And what does that actually mean? What does that look like? Does it need to be pristine or is it just the messiness of life, right? Well, all of this is up for conversation, right? Uh-huh. And what are doors? What is it to own a door in Portland right now? And what do doors give us? And open doors or closed doors? Right. There's a whole lot that is there to be discussed Mm -hmm. for sure. So going forward, who gets to have these discussions? Is this something that church council tackles? Do you put it to the congregation itself? Do you open it up to the wider area and community? Yep. Yep. (laughs) All of that. Okay. Deacon is going to be preaching on it this weekend. There's a a fantastic reflection that she has written kind of as an open beginning invitation to the community and to people to think about this. And that will be in the newsletter that's coming out this next week. And we'll start to begin to imagine and create and wonder and see what the Holy Spirit does with it. When you were doing the chalk and the Black Lives Matter and some of the Mm -hmm. other things, the labyrinth. Technically, you could call that graffiti in terms of you were using something to make a statement, art, whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you feel this is different? How did that end? Like at some point you just decided to not put out more sidewalk chalk, right? Or you let right. the labyrinth go and not be um, upcast. The labyrinth is still there. It's still there? It's still there. The paint has lasted. It's awesome. That had sort of a natural ending and sort of let go. This, who knows? Who knows? I mean, we're going to be doing the research on how to clean the doors and do it in an economical and yet safe way. We're going to be having conversations about, you know, how we continue to maintain this place and space. But we're imagining and dreaming of art that doesn't damage the building. Sure. (laughs) That involves the community. And involves opportunity for reflection. So many people walk and bike past this building. Not to mention drive, but walking and biking along 21st is really, really, really common. And so there's a chance. There's potential. And we have dreams for our patio as well. Extending the Wi-Fi out there. We've just invested money in extending the Wi-Fi out to the patio so that neighbors could come and sit on our patio and use Wi-Fi if they need it. Because we have so many apartments in our area. Just having a space outside that you don't have to pay for an alcoholic drink to be at. Mm -hmm. 
that kind of a space and and our coffee shops closed down at like five in that neighborhood shockingly early shockingly early which is totally understandable i get it but if you live in the area and you need somewhere to get away from your roommate to write an email or just step away for a few minutes you have to be willing to buy some kind of food in that neighborhood to be able to do it we don't even have a library super close and so we're looking at how can we offer some of those spaces for our neighbors based on the property that we do have and the things that we do have. And so this will just be one more step of trying to find a way to connect with our neighbors and have conversation and create something together. That's all wonderful. And it's going to lead me to my last question. Anybody who's listening to this or is part of the congregation who has ideas or suggestions, what is the best way to pass them along or get a hold of you short of getting another can of spray paint, (laughs) which we really do not want you to do? Please do it on the brick. (laughs) If you have to do it, just do it on the brick, please. The president, council president was laughing at me because she's like, why did they have to do it on the copper doors? And I said, well, you know, it is covered there. And on the sidewalk, you're leaning over and maybe they had a bad back. And like, I'm coming up with all the reasons. And she's just laughing at me for being such a Pollyanna. But your question was about how to get a hold of us if people want to be involved. Yes. And other than spray painting more. You're welcome to email. And I would suggest emailing in to office at centralportland.org and deacon at centralportland.org or pastor at centralportland.org. I'll be honest and say that my email has been a bit overwhelmed with a lot of different things, with a lot of different pieces right now. Sure. And so you might not get a response from me very quickly, but office and deacon are both working on this project substantially right now. And you may have a quicker response from them than from me. I will see it and it will go into the same kind of tumbler of potentials. Sure. So, yeah, send us an email. Send us what you think. Let us know that you heard about this on our podcast so that it helps us to know where you're getting your information from as we begin to get outreach from the neighborhood. It will help us to kind of have a touch point of where folks are coming from on this. Is there any information about this that's going to be put on the website so people, if they are interested, can sort of keep up with the progress of the situation? That's a great idea. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll note that down. (laughs) Excellent. This all sounds amazing, and I cannot wait to see how it all unfolds. Thank you very much, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about graffiti, especially on Copper Doors. Mm. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all for joining along. Maybe in a couple months, we'll have an update to share more information about where this project has gone. In the meantime, please avoid spraying copper doors for people. And if you have messages that you would like to share with us about the podcast, feel free to reach out at podcast at centralportland.org. Until we are back in your ears again, remember... God loves you, no matter what.